is a price tag to everything, even your own success. Welcome back, guys. Another episode here, Tag Mentorship. Yes, As sir. always, it's me, Dami. To the right of me, I got it's Josh. Lee's always on the left. <laughs> and, and today we got we got a special guest. I actually let you do the yeah, honor. You, you, know? you already know you can see the consistency through the videos. Another one of Ob's finest. Okay, okay. Black and brothers, Bla. This is not about me. It's about y'all. Well, I'll let I'll let my man introduce some good friend of mine. Go ahead. What's going on, guys? Uh, Javon Martin. Um, associate product line merchandiser for uh, men's apparel and gender free apparel like Converse. Uh, also founder of uh, Zoo Hill uh, and just a creative in general. Yeah. So, uh, the, so them tough pandemic shirts you've been seeing on IG, right here, nah, sold nah, out, nah, can't get them. You're gonna have to wait for the next drop. <laughs> <laughs> nah, tough, I mean, you, you, you said a lot right there. You do a lot, so it's like, how did you? Let's get right into it. Like, how did you? No, how did you know? Like, this is the route, the entrepreneurial route, was the route you wanted to go. Um, I just always had a goal in life to like completely just do what I want to do and. You know, I always thought about corporate, and corporate's cool. Um, I like the environment, but long term, I just, I just don't see myself mm -hmm. working corporate for fifty years or working until mm -hmm. I retire. It's just not personally me. Like I don't knock anybody that has that. It's just not me. Mm -hmm. So I knew at a young age that I had to like learn about entrepreneurship um, and figure out like how I can start getting into that world and what it was like and learning about taxes and you know everything and then so I started that in college okay. and then um, from there I just been building on it it's been fun and it's just something that I want to evolve and eventually just end up, end up working for myself no, that's, no, that's what's up. so like your college education did you tailor it to get extract the most information out of entrepreneurship that you could point to your own personal thing yeah absolutely because um, I went to college for uh, marketing and entrepreneurship. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I was blessed enough to have mentors, you know, like you guys are doing y'all things, so it was very important. <laughs> I, I was blessed enough to have mentors that like gave me the game at a young age. Mm. And like all I did was listen, you know what I mean? I just listened and tried to apply the things that people said. Yeah. So one thing that they always told me was, you know, think about your hobbies, what do you love to do, and how can you monetize it? So. Mm. I always made sure that um, whatever I was, whatever job I was gonna do, whatever I was gonna work, um, I always made sure that it was something that I really liked doing. So okay. um, that's kind of how I got into this whole thing. Okay, so it sounds like fashion, <clears throat> like something you're really passionate about and like doing it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like the whole Zoo Hill brand started out of the Boys and Girls Club on Blue Hill. Make sure you show them, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. this is just you know uh, street teas. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it started out of the Blue Hill Boys and Girls Club growing up with my friends. You know, we're all like competitive in a way with the sneakers mm -hmm. and the clothes. So it was like, who could come in freshest out of your group? So, That's where um, the nickname came from, huh? Yeah, fresh. fresh. It just it came from the club just growing up. Mm -hmm. And um, maybe he was hoping in the Yeezys. I remember that. <laughs> started at the Boys and Girls Club growing up um, with my friends, you know, competing about Jordans and clothes. And then from there, it evolved to like a brand. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, okay, like this is what I love to do. How could we, um, how could we turn this into something that like is bigger than us? Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, we're gonna come with a brand. So I was with my boy Jalil at um, at UMass Dartmouth, and we were in the room, and you know we were just trying to think of stuff. I think it was for 2K. 
we were playing 2K and I had to think of a username mm. to come up with. And I, we were sitting there for a little. I was like, I can't come up with nothing. And I was just like, Blue Hill, Blue Hill, Ooh. Zoo, because we called the club the Zoo. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Zoo Hill. So then it became my 2K like 14 or 15 username. Sheesh. And then from there, I was like, yo, this is a dope name. Like, let's turn this into the brand. So then from there, I just built it up. Me and him, we worked together. And um, now he's doing Charger to the Wave and stuff. Yes, sir. Yeah. But like, that's how it all started. And from there, I just ran with it. Yeah, so I, I got a question, right? So um, pretty, I feel like your, your brand is definitely successful. Like people know it. Like, mm -hmm. it's really good. So, but like nowadays, everybody wants to start a, a clothing brand. And when they start getting into fashion, what would be your advice to somebody like looking to enter into that market? Yeah. My advice would be to like do it for the right reasons and love it. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of people come in here and they're like, oh, like I could just put anything on a t-shirt mm -hmm. and sell it and make money. Like, yeah, you can do that. But like long term, like it's not going to work because mm -hmm. you're going to realize you don't love it. You're going to realize you're only chasing the money. And like, that's not how successful brands are built. Yeah. They're built behind people that are passionate about product and, um, you know, want to create, you know what I mean? And, and love this. So it's like, you got to love it first. Yeah. Like, I would do Zoo Hill, like, without the whole money thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, my whole point of when I started the brand was just to build brand awareness. I didn't really care about profit margins and making so much money. It yeah. was all like, how can I get, like, everyone in the city to know about this brand? And, like, what do I need to do to my product in order for, like, people to speak about it, like, when I'm not in the room or, you know, my mother or whoever, my aunt's supporting me just for, yeah. like, I want the product to, like, speak for itself. Mm. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like, I focused on quality and building brand yeah. awareness and I took less profit margins in order to do that yeah that's that's a, that's a foresight right there like you're playing the long game rather yeah. than what's in front of you so building brand awareness like what does that look like how did you go about that um I, I went about it just by like you know I, I grew up in the community and like my target um, market was Boston my audience was like you know 18 to 24 year olds um, late high school like early college mm -hmm. or graduating college and um I just wanted to focus on the area that I knew. So it started off with college, yep. doing things in college and building up um, my name at UMass Dartmouth, you know, just with the people that I was around when I started the brand. Mm. And then from there, it went on to doing like pop-up shows, fashion shows, um, and just starting to build my website and actually sell things, you know what I mean? Yep. Like pop-ups and stuff was cool, but I realized like I'm doing a lot of work when like, I need a platform that can work for me so I can focus on just the product itself. Mm -hmm. Like I can't, like you can be a jack of all trades, but like, you know, when you're doing everything at once and you're in, in so many spaces, it's hard to like yeah. give something 100%. A jack of all trades, massive none, right? Right, exactly. So I was like, all right, I need a website so that I can build a product, focus on it, put it on there, and people can just buy it at their own, you know, yep. pleasure. So mm. um, that's that's basically mm -hmm. what I did there. So I mean, I'm curious, right, for you to share some knowledge with people watching, like, mm -hmm. looking to try to get into the fashion space or whatever, but for any clothing brand, right, you look at Verge or whatever, mm -hmm. the key thing is branding. Right, because the t-shirts, the margins, they all cost the same. It's just how but the brand you slap on it. So what are some of the most important aspects, would you say, in terms of marketing your brand to make sure that your, your, your clothing brand is going to be successful? Or um, You got to stay authentic to your story and like your roots like of what the brand is built upon. Like if you look at a brand like North Face, like they're all about outdoors and technology and stuff, but they never really stray from that. Mm -hmm. They're not trying to be a Virgil Abloh and like create a graphic t-shirt that's like super fire or hype. Yep. Like they stay in their own lane and because they stay in their own lane, they're able to build credibility amongst their consumers 
and um, they like can perfect one thing or perfect like a, a certain uh, yeah. area of, right. of the product world. And because of that, people believe in them. Like mm -hmm. they have um, product that, you know, stands for years and years. I still have a North Face jacket from like middle school that still yeah, gives me yeah. this quality. You know what I mean? <laughs> so they're able to really focus on. So I would say um, you definitely just have to stay authentic to why you're building a brand. Mm -hmm. Like I built my brand based off the community, Boys and Girls Club, and the story of like Boston and me growing up. And I always want to keep like the graphics and um like everything that i do with the website how it looks like it has to have some tie to the community yep. whether it's like i don't want to be like a boston brand i just want to be a good brand you know what i mean but i want to have my roots that are tied in boston and how can i do that in a way where it can be told on like a global you know per, like platform or perspective where people can all engage with stuff that's from boston but like people from boston will know like oh i see that reference yep. point i know what it's all about yeah no Looks like there's a trend. Right? Look at our last interview with Brandel. Like it's starting with the why first. Mm -hmm. Right? Even you look at other companies. Look at Tesla. Right? It's gonna be probably the biggest company in the world. Mm -hmm. Elon's why is, you know, creating a better world for everyone. Clean energy, getting people on space, and then you look at the different segments of Tesla. So that's some good insight, right? The, the why. Starting with your why first, and then figure out the the how and what after. Yeah. Um, so like just thinking <laughs> on that, you know, before we switch gears, is um how how hard is it? Because I, especially with anything culture related, they always say you get more love out of town than before the people, like people you know show you love. It seems like you got it in Boston authentically. Now, do you credit that to how strong your brand is or how good your reputation as a person is? Um, I think it's a mixture of both. I'd say at the beginning, it was probably more about me and my friends mm -hmm. and like how many people knew us and just believed yeah, in us as people. Um, and then from there, and as I started to grow the business, it, it moved, it moved away from being about me and more about my product and like the actual clothes that I was putting out, the quality of and all that stuff. Mm. So, and me personally, my whole thing about this Zoo Hill brand was that like, it was cool at first for me to be like, yeah, it was my brand all actually. Yeah. But I was like, as, as I started to get older, I was like. I don't want nobody to know that I'm actually like building this brand. You know what I mean? Like I don't want I don't want to be the face of it. I don't want to like take all my pictures and my clothes, even though I wear it every day. But like I just wanted to be behind the scene mm -hmm. because I know that I, I know that like when when people in your community in your area like you know hear about you starting a brand or whatever, it's like they kind of hesitant to like support you in a way. Yeah, and I, I got global sales like from, from 20, I started in 2018 with Zuhel. I got a global sale in 2019 and it's just like, I don't even know how, but it had to be because of marketing and the product or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? As the years went on, I just went behind the scenes and just let the brand speak for itself. I'm sure, I'm sure. So I love that this switch gears a little bit. Mm -hmm. You was mentioned earlier, like, um, Boys and Girls Club being involved in the community. Mm -hmm. You were recently inducted in the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. We got a Hall of Fame on. <laughs> 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 tell, tell us a little bit, like how how that be, became. Like, what, tell us a good match. Yeah, nah, it was wild. Honestly, I mean, like I'll, I'll skip to the end first before I start. Like the end is like I was just at work one day and just got an email and it was just like, oh, like. Uh, we want to like induct you into the Hall of Fame, and, was, and I was about to just delete it. I, it was spam. I legit was like, "Yo, this is spam." And then as I started to read it, it mentioned uh, my guy Rick, and that's when I knew, like, "Oh wait, this is not spam," yeah. because it wouldn't have mentioned him. And um, 
basically how it all started was just like, you know, for me being involved in the Boys and Girls Club, making music at a young age, um, doing shows, and just, you know, being like one of the, like, um, being one of the, uh, what would you call it? Like the model stories of like, what the Boys and Girls Club is like built on. Like mm -hmm. they're built on giving um, kids, you know, the opportunity to be whatever they want. They have an art room, you can build t-shirts, a music room, you can make music, a gym if you want to practice on your game and become an NBA player, whatever. They have everything for a kid to like, become whoever they want to be yeah. and they have all the resources. So for me, I went in there and I knew music was my passion. Um, and I started making music and just took it to like a whole nother level mm -hmm. by like traveling, um, the social media aspect, performing and, and just everything, you know what I mean? Getting brand sponsorships. So for me to do that, succeed at it and graduate, go to college and then now live in the corporate world, um, working for Converse. It's like just a full circle story yeah. <clears throat> and then still. So what happened after that was about a year ago. Um, I was like, what can I do to like do more for the kids in my community? And like, how can I give back starting at a young age? Because I know a lot of people like they start to give back as they get older. Yep. And for me, um, I wanted to, to start that now. I'm like, what can I do now? Like, what can I do now? So um, I talked to my guy, Rick, and he was, um, he was like, you know, I'm the director over here at the MTC club right now. You know, we're about to like get our advisory board, you know, back up and running and we're going to do a refresh. I was like, oh, like, can I, can I get on the advisory board? And he was like, you got to be voted in. It's a process. So I was like, all right, cool. Like whatever I need to do, I'll try. So I started that. I got voted in. Um, I've been doing that for about six months and then six months in, um, they needed a chair and, and we were trying to figure out like who can be the chair or whatever. And I was like, I mean, I'll, I'll be the chair. Like, you know what I mean? If you guys, you know, are comfortable with that. And they were like, well, we're gonna have to vote you in. And every, it was a unanimous vote. And Jeez. then from there, it was just like, now I'm currently the youngest um, advisory board chair for um, Boys and Girls Club Boston. So wow. it's, awesome. it's dope. So for the MTC club, um, you know, we just raised $60,000 for uh, the kids at the club. And that's gonna go to programming, um, you know, groups for them and, and just equipment, whatever they need, yep. as wow. well as, you know, helping out the staff. So it's like, it's just a full circle full experience circle. of boys, yeah. boys and girls stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's really powerful. And it, you know, it ties into what we're trying to get done here is because of the boys and girls club, it's more grassroots, like it's mm -hmm. in your city. What we're trying to do is the same concept, giving you resources but on a global like stage. So what are some of those direct impacts you felt on your life from being involved in the boys and girls program? Um, direct impact, I would say, is just like, uh, man, is the club did a lot for me. I mean, my life could have went like a whole different direction if yeah. the club wasn't there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just it's just for every kid that grows up in the hood, like it. That's just how it is. You know what I mean? If you don't have someone like leading you in the right direction, or you don't have a place to go after school, like it's very easy to get caught up in the wrong things. So, um. That's one way that it directly impacted my life was giving me something to do after school, you know, having people there as mentors to like help me with my homework. Um, they had the teen center um, and they had, you know, staff working in there that was like helping kids learn about, you know, college and, and, and what we needed to do to get there. Yeah and taking trips and college visits and stuff like that. Like that's, those are like invaluable experiences that, you know, like kids don't get. So um, I just took, you know, I never took it for granted. Um, 
what else you know with the music thing and you know the whole music life that i've been a part of that's just like ridiculous you know what i mean and that all started at the boys and girls club donors coming in and giving us equipment and that's just learning on the fly like you know what i mean with pro tools and all of the engineering in the studio mm. like i just learned that from youtube me and my guy rick just in the studio year after year putting more than you know ten thousand hours in year after year just like all right, what are we gonna do? How do we do this? How do we do this? And just learning, learning, learning. Yeah. And then you perfect your craft, and now it's like second nature. Yeah. So I mean, the boys and girls club has done a lot for me. Like yeah, I can literally go on yeah. forever about the boys and girls club. Yeah. yeah. No, that's I want to switch gears a little bit, right? Because obviously, you know, we're recording this episode with you. We want to help people break into the fashion industry. They want to start a brand. But let's talk about your, your job at Converse. Like, tell us what your day to day looks like and how involved you are with the like, <coughs> designing aspect. Just, just tell us about that. Yeah, so I'm a product merchandiser, which really changed uh, within the last year. Um, I was a product manager, but mm -hmm. they basically folded merchandising and product management into one function. Mm -hmm. So the reason why they did that is because product merchandising would um, directly talk to geographies and mm -hmm. get feedback and insights because we, we work globally. Mm -hmm. So um, they basically eliminated that. And now we work directly with um, the regions to get all the feedback of what they need for product. And then we consolidate and we create the product. So basically, um, for my role, I'm in charge of going out into the marketplace, looking at websites, getting all of the insights of um, what's relevant and what's um, hot in like the apparel space, you know okay. what I mean? And then, you know, we have a consumer to think about. So. Converse has a consumer and I have to make sure that whatever I'm briefing in, which is basically I'm so I have let me step back. I have a team that I work with cross functionally of designers mm. and I have a team of developers. Designers, they're the ones that are physically and Adobe Illustrator designing yep. the product, like doing the sketches and all that kind of stuff, the yeah. specs. The developers, they help with making sure that whatever we design um, hits the hits the uh, target margin. Mm. And, and, and we have to make sure that we don't fall below that because if we do, then we're not gonna make enough money and it's like a red flag yeah. style. So they keep us, they hold us accountable to make sure that we're hitting the right price. So we all work together. So I help the team by telling them, this is what's hot in the market. These are the colorways, you know, if it's a t-shirt or a pant, a cargo pant in a certain color, certain material. I bring it in, I'm like, okay, we need to design a cargo pant. It needs to have two pockets. It's gonna cost $80. Mm -hmm. We need to make sure it hits this target margin. Yeah. Here's all the specs. Give them a brief with reference images and stuff from the marketplace. Yeah. Give it to the designers. They go and physically design it. They come back to us and they're like, okay, this is what we've designed. This is what it has. This material, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. The designers, they'll physically design the product. They'll come back to us with um with like you know their design finalization sheet and they'll be like okay this is what the product looks like this is what we've designed here's all the specs all the information we'll look at it if there's something that's not hitting the brief which is like the brief is the the document we gave them to create the product and we have like non-negotiables on it yep. if there's non-negotiable that they did not hit then we have a discussion we you know we talk about like okay like this sort of didn't hit brief we might need to tweak this a little bit to make sure that we're accomplishing yep. what we need to from there that's when the developers step in and they'll look at the design and they'll be like okay 
you want it in this material, it's gonna be too expensive. We're not gonna hit margin. You should look at this material that's a little bit cheaper, but we can hit our margin and, and that's how we all work together and then we design a whole line for um, every season. So wow. fall, holiday, spring, summer. Awesome. I, I wanna follow up on this. So clearly that's some great experience, right? It's an awesome job. But yeah. how do you, and like you said, you see yourself not working 50 years. So how do you translate what you're learning at your nine to five corporate job into your entrepreneur role, mm. which is Zoo Help. Clearly that's an advantage most other entrepreneurs might not have. Yeah. Right? They're trying to start a brand, but clearly you're doing your advantage of this big big company that have these margins and this process put in place. Like how do you translate that to your 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 own brand? I mean me, I've been I've I've been fortunate enough to be in this position because like I'm super lucky to be able to work on my brand and then work corporate um, with a brand that's been around forever yeah. and has like the whole like the whole cheat code of just how to do everything <laughs> professionally you yeah. know what I mean so you know I graduated from Northeastern in 2019 and I went straight into corporate like legit maybe a month later so um, I started in this world and like I had internships and stuff and I knew about professionalism but like those are the kind of things like you just have to learn by being in it you know what I mean so um, I've directly applied a lot of the stuff that I've learned from the corporate environment to my brand you know building roles and responsibilities and thinking about product and, 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 mm. and um, the quality and just like how to take care of things, even like just simple things like steaming your product and how you set it up yep. for any show or anything you're about to do. Like those little things go a long way because mm. that's how you show up as a brand and that's how like these first impressions are how people see you. Mm. So like I just took the, the structure from Converse and just applied it to my brand. And I'm yeah. still learning to this day. So. No, I think that's a, that's a good point, right? So, so those of you watching, you don't know what you want to do, maybe you're thinking of picking a major or you're about to graduate, you don't know what job you want to get. I think if you feel like, you know, you have an entrepreneurial journey, find a nine to five that, you know, you can apply those skills and teach you to your potential business. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, the, the best thing, cause I, I know what you feel too, even though my corporate role is kind of tough. There's a sort of serendipity you get from working a nine to five, but you're taking <laughs> stuff and putting it into your business. You're like, that's a bad way. You're like, wow, this is like, this is literally cheating. Like, yeah, I cheese. know, I know margins that I like. You said, I know what the profit margin is. I know how to create an operating budget. I know what you know how to break things into operating expense. I know what KPIs I need to track, and it's like that insight. Even though nine to five is gonna be stressful, mm -hmm. I say like they're using you, so use yeah. them in a sense too. Like you know, take all that you can. Ask questions, be intentional. So like, are you seeking out conversations and like mentorship relationships with people in senior roles? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, so that's another thing, um, being in this corporate environment and at least working in like the retail or footwear and apparel industry, um, you know, it's all about who you know. Like, yep. it's not about how smart you are. You got a 4.0 GPA, like you done did everything, been in every club. It means nothing. Like literally how I got this job was all about networking. Yeah. Basically, um, you know, I had a relationship with Converse previously, but you know, my cousin worked for Nike and you know, he put me on one day and he was like, yeah, like here's a focus group, like would you like to be a part of it? I was like, sure. Went in there and basically a focus group is they, there's people in the company that whatever role they're in, if it's product, like say the accessories team, they'll come down with a bag and they'll put it on the table, it'll be five of us and we basically tell them all about the bag, whether we like it or not. Mm. But that's what they need to know, like, you know what I mean? They need unbiased opinions yeah. from these kids or whoever it is. Consumers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To tell them like that's not fire, bro. We're never wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? 
You know what I mean? Garbage. But not just as garbage, it's like, well, why is it garbage? Now we're telling, oh, it's garbage because nobody would ever wear that color. Like, you know what I mean? Or it's garbage because nobody needs a bag that, that has this zipper here. You know what I mean? Like, those kind of things. Like, oh, okay, like, these are how the kids are thinking. Like, this is what our consumer's thinking. Let's go back. Let's revise it and, and change it. Yeah. So from there, I had those focus groups and... <clears throat> They just like, they. I guess they love me. They kept on calling me back. Like I just became like an on-call resource for them for footwear, apparel, accessories, everything. So um, from there, I just started to meet people and like, you know, I, I was a familiar face now. And I was like, okay, cool. Like if I need something, I know I can email you and you would know who I am. It's just like, it's just FaceTime with people, you know what I mean? So from there, um, I just kept building that relationship and then they called me back for a modeling gig and I model for like okay. the NBA Hall of Fame focus grouper right there. <laughs> <laughs> they call me back. They call me back to uh, model their um, their NBA collection that they just did with um, with the NBA. It was like Harvard Classics, I believe, mm -hmm. and that was like my first time like really modeling like on a professional level. And I was like, oh, like this is dope. So from there, like now my face is on internal like documents yeah. and stuff like that mm -hmm. or presentations. So I, I noticed that when I went back, like there was random people I've never seen before. They're like, oh, like you look familiar. Like I think I seen you in a presentation <laughs> or something. And like now that I'm in the role, like I know how, how easy it is for like people of all sorts to be in presentations mm -hmm. because we use, but it's never like consumer facing. Like, yeah. like people will never see these images. Like yeah. even, I don't think, Actually, I saw the images only because I knew the photographer. Yeah. But if I didn't know the photographer, I would have never even seen yeah. the images that I modeled in. You know what I mean? Like, they use it or they don't. Yeah. So, um, yeah, nah, like, it, it was just dope. So, I just started modeling. And then from there, um, you know, when I went to college, I, I had an interview. I mean, not an interview. I had a, um, an internship. And I worked at New Balance. And that was my first time working in the industry. New Balance is cool. I learned a lot. I worked on their digital marketing team, and I was working with um like the blogs like um like Hypebeast, Complex Sneaker News, and it was more from a marketing perspective. And I was like in charge of helping to seed um the influencers. So I was shipping stuff out to celebrities and all kind of people, and it was cool. And I was like, oh, this is dope. Like this is definitely the industry I want to be in. But I was like, you know. New Balance is super cool, but like we have Converse out here, we have Puma, we got Reebok, my options were open. So when I graduated now, the company Converse was going through a reorg and it just so happened that a role popped up for accessories. So I just hit my guy and I was like, yo man, what do you think about this position? He's like, oh, you wanna be in this? Like, all right, cool, I'm gonna refer you. I'm gonna let whoever needs to know about you. Boom, got an interview like the next two weeks interview and killed it so and then i got the job now as you just gave a very <laughs> very not gem right there is you provided value first before you went for your ass that's like the most important thing with mentorship because you you need you need them they need to know like why should we give you this opportunity so you did all like he said hall of fame level resource <laughs> before you went in for the ass so when you went in for the ass it was just natural yeah so yeah, yeah. you know kudos to you for that and we're coming down you know the stretch. We would love to keep you here, here all day, but we know you gotta, you know, get back to designing some more fire stuff. So we gonna hit you with a couple, you know, rapid fire, quick hit of questions, and you know, first thing that comes to mind, you know, just you know, let us know. Um, 
So you got a successful clothing <laughs> brand, right? You're successful in your role. Yeah. But I feel like you've always been good at everything you've done. But like how impactful, important has mentorship been throughout all of your different experiences and endeavors that you've been in Yeah, no, it, it's, it's been super important. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think I would be here if I didn't like have mentors. Um, my mentors gave me the game, literally. Yeah. Because my thing is I've always been the youngest in my family. I've always been one of the youngest, if not the youngest, of my friend groups. Mm -hmm. And I've always prided my I've always prided myself on on listening. You know what I mean? Like whether you're more successful than me, whether you have more money than me, whether you know you work at this big job, whatever it is, you physically lived on earth for more years than I have. Yeah. So there's something there that you can teach me. You know what I mean? Whether whatever it is. So I've always listened to people that were older than me and you know like if it's something that doesn't resonate with me or is not per like for me like I don't dismiss it but I'm just not going to apply it but like things that I think I should apply I always try it. Yeah. Like even if I failed like you're just failing forward. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I I've always just listened to people that were older than me and it it's gotten me so far. You know, I even think about investing and stuff like that. Like, you know, I know you guys are big on investing. Like, Roth IRA, like, I knew that at 17. You know what I mean? Like, I knew that at 17 because of my mentor. Like, that stuff I would have never even known about. Yeah. Um, mentors is like that. Exactly. Like, imagine if there was, like, an app where you could just quickly go and find a mentor. Maybe you want to get into fashion. Mind this. <laughs> Plug it. <laughs> Plug it. Tagmentorship.com. But, um, question for you. So yeah. everyone watching, right? What's the biggest piece of advice you get them? Someone that's thinking of starting up a clothing brand, like you know, give them game, like you be their mentor right now. Like, what's the biggest advice you give them that can make it easier path for them to have a successful? Clothing yeah, brand? I would say first, think about your why. You know, you're gonna create product. How are you gonna stand out from everybody that's creating product? What are you gonna do differently? Mm -hmm. Think about your why, and then from there, I would say, do you want to focus on? Are, are you like a uh, a, a brand that just wants to print a bunch of product, a bunch of t-shirts with whatever yeah. on it, that could be cool. I mean, you can do that, but like, why are you doing it? You know what I mean? And if, it, if, if, if you want to put out product, you should try to create product that stands for itself. Like, mm -hmm. and what I mean by that is like, I, I, with my brand, I have quality, you know what I mean? I try yeah. to, I try to look at quality so that if someone washes my t-shirt, it's not going to shrink immediately. Yeah. Mm. You know, the print is not going to crack up on you. Like yeah. I, I try to think about those things so that, you know, the shirt can speak for itself. Like a lot of the, like these Zoo Hill shirts, they're heavier weight. They're more like a heavier level um, type of quality. Mm. And I've just noticed that people are just wearing them a lot. The people that own these shirts are wearing them a lot because it's just one of the higher quality t-shirts yep. in their closet. Yeah. So when they go out, they're like, oh, like I'm gonna put this on because it's comfortable, it doesn't shrink, all that. So like, it's just small things like that that like you can get people to promote your brand for you by doing the little things behind the scenes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just quality alone. Yeah. So I would say think about the quality, um, think about um, the why, and then you just have to stay consistent. Yeah. You just have to stay, like consistency is the key. Like you can't fall off. Like even if you're having a slow, a down month, you, you just gotta keep it going because mm -hmm. people are gonna engage with you. The more they see you on social media, you know, um, the more they see your stories, whatever. Like that's how people engage with you. So you yeah. just have to stay consistent. Consistency. Yeah. Now, th thank you so much. And you know, before we get out of here. It's not even a question. I'm just gonna, you know, give you a platform. Anybody that's interested in supporting the brand or getting in contact with you, you know, how how can they do that? Yeah, I would say reach out to me um, at Zoo Hill on Instagram. Uh, that's probably the best way. I want for my email. Nah, you, you got it. <laughs> that's nah, a nah, slip. Nah, 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 
very slow right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, just reach out to me on Instagram, um, at Zoo Hill. Um, or you can go on the Zoo Hill website, zoohill.com. Yeah. Um, yeah. Reach out. Nah. One last question before we wrap it up. When's the next pandemic drop? Pandemic is never coming out again. Never coming again? And so a lot of things with Zoo Hill, like I have my foundational level, like product that I put out, which is like these t-shirts and I'll have them forever in like all different colors and stuff like that. But like a lot of times when I'm putting out like product that kind of like, is like a heat type. Yeah, I'll keep it ex okay. I just do it once. Okay. With the pandemic, I actually did that twice because of the People, demand. Yeah. The demand was so crazy. I was like, you know what? I'll do it one more time. But like by, by me doing that, a lot of people know not to play like when I push stuff out. It's either you want it or you don't. You don't yeah. Because if you want it, you're just gonna buy it. You yeah. know what I mean? And boom. And I give people enough time to so know I, that it's like. So I gotta cop it on StockX now? <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, Bandemic was a special <laughs> a special uh, you know, story capsule that we did during you know the, the heights of the pandemic yeah, or yeah. towards the end of the heights of the pandemic okay. now that it's kind of like shifting away things okay, are going back fair. up it's like you know yeah, 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 all right, yeah. Yeah. keep the integrity so yeah thanks for everyone watching appreciate you coming javon you know make sure you guys like and subscribe tell us what you want to what industry you want us to break into next yeah, and then head over to tagmentorship.com join the wait list where you got some big news coming out the next couple of weeks stay tuned stay and we'll tuned. see you on the next one peace